1: Hello, humans. I have had COVID for 10 stupid days. I'm so tired of it. I'm telling you, this strain, it really lingers. Like, I cannot imagine getting it without being fully boosted and vaccinated. It's a doozy. My brain isn't working super great. I'm not firing on all cylinders, but I really wanted to get this episode out because this week is the holiday, the witch's sabbat, llamas or Lunasa. And I wanted to do another solo episode like I did for Litha, because I fucking want to. There's something really special about celebrating all of these holidays and trying to actively be connected with nature. So forgive me if I sound like I get body snatched every few minutes or so. It's probably because I've had brain fog and the fatigue. Like, oh my God, I'm so freaking tired and I'm sleeping so much. That's just a pain in the ass, but I will still be celebrating llamas this week. Anyway, so this is going to be a solo episode about llamas and sort of what is going on with this holiday. And then of course, I'm going to talk about a bunch of random shit probably because that's what I do. So hold on to your butts. I hope you're feeling okay. I know like everybody has this right now or just got over it. So hope you're feeling all right out there in the world there's some good news, right? There's a lot of good news. I'm trying very hard lately to focus on that, but Hocus Pocus 2 is coming out, I believe September 30th. I remember that this was supposed to come out in 2020, I think, or maybe it was 2019. No, it would have been 2020. And of course it got delayed and delayed and delayed. And so now it is finally coming and I'm so freaking excited. I don't, I just, I might watch it twice. I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's going to be crazy. (laughs) I'm busy on, on uh, September 30th, unless you want to come over and watch it with me, which you're more than welcome to. So that's exciting. And it's all the same cast too, which come on. I mean, I don't know about like the kids going to school or whatever. I think they're different, but the sisters, the Sanderson sisters are the same. Mary played by Kathy and jimmy she's it for me like i love all of them and they're all perfect in their own ways but when she grabs the motherfucking vacuum i die every year when i watch it it's just so good and her little like mouth expression it's she's just the best i love her i can't wait for it so there's a little bit of witchy good news for you Also, a cool thing to know many of you probably already know this, but like all the witches in all the land will be doing their prosperity rituals and ceremonies this week. A lot of feasts, I'm sure, going on, festivals, things like that. So it's a really happy week. And we also have the Lions Gate to work with. So there's a lot of really great energy to work with this week if you're wanting to do magic work. Also, A little side note, I just got done with therapy and uh, I got this little skills training assumptions handout that I have hung up on my wall now. And it's basically teaching your brain to rephrase the way you think about people. So I thought I'd share it because part of llamas and being in the flow of abundance, because that's what llamas is all about, is rerouting some of your neural pathways and inviting in better circumstances, right? So like for instance, and this is the example that I used in therapy, I often say people are stupid because because I want to say they are. <laughs> but I, I'm working on this. So Instead of saying people are stupid, you would replace that with people are uninformed, people are ignorant. And now, before you're like, no, motherfucker, people are stupid. This does come from DBT, which is based in mindfulness and Buddhist philosophy. So I, I am here for it. Like, I do actually want to become more compassionate. And it is a muscle, you know? I, I used to be a lot better at it. But today in therapy, we were trying to think about people that really bother us. So for me, I was like Mitch McConnell. Oh, God, especially now that I live in Kentucky, I can't stand him even more. But it's the concept. And in film, we think of it from the perspective of like an origin story, right? Like whenever you learn about the bad guy quote unquote, you find out that they've had really bad things happen to them almost always. Like it's literally 99.9999999, maybe 100% of the time. The point is from these origin stories that are so popular now, especially in like the Marvel world, is that bad people aren't born, they're made. And they're made through what I'm learning in therapy, which is the ACEs. And ACEs stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. So if you want to find out what your ACEs score is, you can go online and take the ACEs quiz. And basically people who are the bad guys, they have higher ACEs scores. And that's because they've endured a number of traumatic experiences. So when you think of people like Mitch McConnell and Trump and insert whatever enemy you wish, there are a lot lately that are rearing their heads. You try to think of, well, that person's uninformed. That person is ignorant instead of they are a giant fuck twat. It's not going to work all the time and it's okay to be angry. That's not what this is about. It's about taking control of what's coming out of your mouth. We're casting spells all the time when we're talking. So if I continually say people are stupid, people are assholes, every time I say that, I am generating an energy around me that people are stupid and people are assholes. And so I'm actually inviting more of that Kind of energy and that kind of anger and that kind of vibration into my environment. But if I'm saying people are ignorant, people are so uninformed. That's coming from a more compassionate place. And I think it was Maya Angelo who said words can get stuck in the wallpaper, in the walls of your home, in the very fibers of your clothes, in the wood on your desk. Or probably fake wood now, because nothing really is built well. It's in there. It's in the fibers and the rudiments of our homes in the flooring. I try to think of that. I'm trying to remember that day by day now to cultivate further compassion and to also start inviting in better circumstances for myself because that's what llamas in this week is all about. So put that in your pipe and smoke it if you want. I don't know. Take it or leave it, but I'm using it in the spirit
0: of this holiday week.
1: So let's talk about llamas. All right. Llamas is the first of three harvest sabbats, right? Okay. So we're getting into the harvest jam and this one's about grain specifically. You know, everybody's baking breads and pies and shit for llamas. It's basically like the witch's Thanksgiving. There's food aplenty for everyone. Now the next Sabbath will be Maybun or the fall equinox. And that will be more about fruit. And then finally, the third harvest is Samhain or Halloween. Woohoo! Very exciting for us witches. And that will be traditionally nuts and berries, but uh, the fruit and the nuts and the berries and the bread, it's for, for all of them now, but that's traditionally what they used to be. So this is a very abundant time of year. Now, generally, pagan calendars note that Lamas is on the first. And it's also called Lunasa and all kinds of things. And Lunasa is for the god Lu, which we're going to get into later. Even though it's on the first, generally, this entire week is all about abundance. Just because you didn't practice on the first, you know, if you're like, oh, shoot, I missed it. You didn't. There's still all of this energy of abundance. And just real quick, if you didn't listen to the last one, Sabbaths this is a word that i keep using these are the pagan festivals that commemorate phases of the changing seasons or the wheel of the year which is essentially following the cycles of nature lunasa it looks like lugnasah but it's lunasa and that is after the celtic god Lou. And Lou is a bad bitch deity. Like He's one of those guys that you're just like, dang, how are you good at so many things? It's just not fair. Irish legend says he's good at everything. He's a blacksmith. He's a musician. He's a warrior. He's a poet. He's a historian, a craftsman, a sorcerer. I mean, come on. He's got it all, baby. So sometimes, depending on the coven or the order or what, 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 solo practitioner, you might be having a feast that's specifically for Lou. You might be like, hey, Lou, we're all in it for you and your plethora of amazing skills. But real quick, back here's my brain fog, sorry. Back to the wheel of the year, just in case I didn't make that super clear. There's eight Sabbaths, four of which are considered minor and they mark the start of a seasonal phase and four that are major that mark the peak of a seasonal phase. So llamas is a major Sabbath because it is the peak of growing season. Like I said, it's a pagan Thanksgiving and there's lots of eating and lots of drinking and lots of being merry. Last year, oh no, wait, was it last year? Yeah, I guess last year I made Llamas banana bread. And it was so hard. It's actually on my TikTok. I follow the woo if you want to watch it. It's really not worth it, but I am not a kitchen witch. So it was a very big feat for me, but it was pretty dang good. Baking bread is like central to this holiday. And I don't know if it's happening this year. Uh, We'll see. I'll let you know if I bake anything. I don't think I need to go super into the symbology at this point. Probably you've already gathered it. It's going to be corn and wheat and a full moon, pretty much any grain. Beyond the symbology, which is harvest, 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 it's also a time to not be greedy. Yeah, let's not be greedy all the time, right? But especially around this time of year, traditionally, you would like bake a bread for your friend or you would bake cupcakes for your neighbor or something like that. You would give them something. And if you're not a kitchen witch, like I am not a kitchen witch, then you can also just give them a gift or send them a letter or whatever, whatever. You know, it's just a a nice time of year to be more generous. If you're working with crystals this week, peridot, um, citrine especially, I would say citrine would be like the jam of llamas like all the way. It's definitely for abundance. You know, if you own a shop, you could put a bit of citrine in your cash register. That's a really common thing to do. If you wanted to wash a citrine or cleanse it and just have it out maybe on your desk and be with it. Sometimes it's good to sleep with. Always test that first, you know, don't put it in your bed, preferably maybe just like on your nightstand. See how that feels. You want to get abundance at the source. So like internally you want to feel I am abundant throughout all the cells in your body. Obviously though you can work with whatever you feel drawn to that means abundance to you. Remember you always follow what your being is being called to, but I'll be working with citrine this week. There are loads of gods and goddesses connected to llamas. I'm definitely not going to name them all because there's a ton. But goddesses, there would be the Irish goddess Alfito, Ishtar, the Babylonian goddess, Habandia, which is German Celtic, Taret, which is Egyptian. Haniyasu no Kami, which is Japanese. Selu, which is Cherokee. I mean, there's tons of goddesses connected to this holiday. For almost every tradition, there is an important peak harvest holiday. Just so we don't forget about the dudes. Sometimes I want to, but no, there's also uh, Ganon, which is Mayan one. Ibisu, which is Japanese. Braun, Welsh. Aftar which is Phoenician. Lono, which is Polynesian. Lou, of course, who's Irish, Odin, who's Norse. You get the idea. There's a ton of them if you feel drawn to any of those names. Maybe you want to go look them up. So, one cool thing that I found when I was doing my little baby report on llamas for the witches back in the day the name llamas is derived from the Anglo Saxon name Hulfmisse. And I might be pronouncing that wrong. I probably am. It's spelled H L A F M A. E S S E. And that literally means loaf miss. So, really, it's bread miss. <laughs> it's just bread heavy. Another couple interesting things. Like I said, pretty much every culture has the height of harvest holiday. As far back as you go, these holidays exist. So, in Nigeria, they celebrate the harvest of yams around the same time. And that has origins in the Igbo culture. Also, the Hopi have many traditional dances that they perform to protect the harvest and to ensure fertility of the people in the land. So those are just some examples of other cultures besides the sort of Germanic, Irish, British, traditional Wiccan or witchcraft. So no matter... What your lineage is. There's probably going to be a celebration at this time of year. And it's a focus on prosperity and abundance. And we've got Lion's Gate coming up. And the Lion's Gate is the portal that opens up every year on August 8, 8, 8, when the sun is in Leo and the star Sirius and Orion's belt and the Earth, they all line up. And it's called Lion's Gate because the Lion of Leo comes to help bring forth manifestations. And so it's that sacred repetition and alignment that creates the portal. So what happens is Sirius disconnects from the sun to come into view. And because Sirius is the brightest star, it's believed that it infuses the earth with loads more light and energy. Now, personally, I have an eight in my life path number and I'm a Leo rising. So this time of year can be super potent for me. It can be when I make really big transitions, when things kind of just fall into place, especially if I'm actively raising my vibration through meditation or ritual or... or or. So for any of you who have Leo in your chart or have eights that you work with in numerology or some other number system, this could be a really, really powerful time for you. And to amp up that already fertile ground for manifestation, it's a really good time to focus on gratitude right now. Because the abundance is here through llamas. The abundance is here through the lion's gate. So that's giving you the opportunity to draw in abundance even more quickly than you usually do. And so being grateful right now is a really powerful tool. I know it sounds simple, but just again... Like don't be greedy, you know, it's just do it a little bit more at this time of year and it can help with your spell work if you're into that shit. Eight, it's a power number. So if you've been feeling disempowered lately, this is a time to tune into the power of who you are. Easier said than done, I know. I obviously forget my power all the time. It's all about abundance and power and using power appropriately and truthfully. And so it's a it's a tough number, but it makes it to where I have to be really consistent with my practices around power. Because if I'm in the negative, if I'm in my shadow side of the eight, then I'm maybe mistreating people. Or on the flip side of that, I'm thinking that I'm powerless. So there's two really negative places you can go in the shadow side of having power. And this goes for everyone because we all have to deal with this. Even if it's not your life path number, it's coming up right now and in a big way through this portal. In the positive, power can be incredible. It can be vulnerable. It can be in the flow, yielding, and it can be inspiring and influential in a very compassionate and positive and healthy way. And it can create great change. So I'm going to share with you a practice that I like to do around llamas because of the eights and this power center that we're working with. And it's a weird one. It's a really weird one. But you know, I'm a fucking weirdo you're going to sit in front of a mirror. I do a lot of mirror work because it's fucking weird, but it gets you into a magical mode really, really quick. So I sit in front of the mirror and I stare into my eyes as long as it takes for my face to start to look different. And you'll notice that like when you finally let your eyes kind of relax a little bit, your face will kind of start to change shape. It'll look a little more shadowed on one side. Maybe your eye will come in and out of focus. Things will start to happen. And the more, of that happens, the creepier it gets, but keep going for a little bit longer. Sometimes, if I'm feeling really dense energetically, it might take longer to do this. So, you can also add in some breath work with it, maybe like breath of fire or something. You could also just do deep breathing that can help. Chanting can also help if you have like a mantra that you want to chant just to get into that state. But in the case of forgetting my power and trying to tap back into that power center, I usually chant the word power or I am powerful while I do this. So I, I recommend that you be really careful conjuring and working with power. Humans are so seduced by power we can so quickly abuse it. So the way that I counter this, when I get into a trance-like state in front of the mirror, I'm chanting the power, I'm looking into my eyes, is I always use the word humility or humble. And for however many times I say powerful, I say humble that many times and they go together. I am powerful. I am humble. I am powerful. I am humble. I am powerful. And you can build it and build it to do what is right with power, to be a powerful person, not a forceful person, not a controlling person, but an actual powerful person. There must be the receptivity and humility of the feminine principle. There has to be that balance. This reminds me of my Vipassana meditation teacher, Goenka. He's like the Buddhist Santa Claus. That's what I call him. I love him so much. Rest in power, Goenka. He would tell these amazing stories and Often he would say sometimes people's brains are too dense and so they can't hear you unless you're forceful with them. And so he would sometimes have to yell at them, but he would do it and it would be really quick. And then he would walk away and the the person would be maybe sulking or whatever. And then as soon as he got out of their presence, he would bust up laughing, the teacher would. And he said, there's always the balance. I yelled at you because you would not hear me any other way. But the underbelly of that yell is this laughter. This is my true emotion so that I have not abandoned myself. I have not betrayed myself and used violence towards someone else. So tether yourself to humility. Tether yourself to the feminine principle. Another method that helps you get the results that you want with a working like this is you have to get into your body somehow. It can't just be like, I am powerful. I am powerful. You got to really put some oomph into it. Just saying it over and over again is just an affirmation and affirmations notoriously do not work. What you want to create is an incantation. An incantation is a working of a spell. You're essentially putting yourself in a trance state to be more receptive to what you're trying to create that comes from being in your body and like i said working it up i am powerful i am powerful i you know like you're building up on something and if you're like this is fucking crazy Finn. who does this shit well first of all i do and loads of witches do way more weird shit than this second of all take it out of witchcraft for a second actors do this all the fucking time. And I know because I have an acting background and an improv background, you should see some of the exercises that actors do. They're downright bizarre. They're very similar to this because what are they doing as actors? They're conjuring emotion. They're conjuring new thought patterns, new pathways in their brain. It's the same fucking thing. It's all spell work. It really is. Anyway, the point of this practice, and I, and I hope you try it, is first of all, it is working with abundance. So it's perfect for the Lama's holiday. Second of all, it's working with power, which is connected to abundance and the 8-8 of the Gate that's coming up. So all around, this is a perfect time for this practice, but it is also reminding you of who you are, which is really the point to remember who we are prior to manifestation to form. That's what we're always doing, no matter what Sabbath we're on. So no matter what you look like, how you talk, how you dress, how much money you make, where you live, you are, prior to the form, prior to being in physical body, of the divine. You're of something unfathomably cool. So your job is to remember that while you're in the physical form. And that's why people do witchcraft and rituals and all kinds of religious ceremonies, because we're all trying to remember who we are. It makes me think of one of my favorite quotes of Patanjali, the ancient writer of the Yoga Sutras, which is the central act of ignorance is false identification with form. The central act of ignorance is false identification with form. It's identifying with this form and forgetting who I really am, forgetting that we are spiritual beings having human experiences, not the other way around. So bake a loaf of bread, chant some incantations in the mirror until you feel real weird about it to celebrate this very special Sabbath. Love you.
0: Bye. Thank you for following the woo with me today. If you love what you heard, please make sure to subscribe to Follow the Woo wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're feeling particularly stoked about this show, please leave a review and or rating. You can also support this podcast by becoming a member of The Order of Woo, where you'll get community access and loads of extra goodies exclusively on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash follow the woo. The Order of Woo patrons bolster this podcast and community and allow for the creation of more content, products, services, and events over time. Every little bit helps, and I'm so grateful for the patrons who have joined the order already. If you've experienced something magical, mystical, or just downright weird and want to discuss it, or if you're interested in sharing your expertise, or if you want me to research a Woo topic with you or for you, please email me at followthewoo at gmail.com. Join me next week for another Woo topic. And remember, tell the truth, be nice to each other, and if it feels right, follow.